All right, what's up, all you degenerates? Hope you all are enjoying the busy times of the holiday season. Hope everyone's safe out there. We are currently on our holiday break, which, if you recall, I was very much against in the years prior to us doing it. But alas, after we did it last year, it was kind of nice. Take a few weeks off, recharge the batteries. Give Ian time off from all of the hard work he puts in on the outlines. That's a nice little reset. So uh, kind of grew to like these, these little breaks. But it did give us time to catch up on our inquiries email. Remember, if you are interested in submitting a subject or requesting a subject for us to do, inquiries at necronomapod.com. Current inbox is zero. So I look forward to you all blowing us up with that inquiries at necronomapod.com. We have a ever-growing list of subjects, so we will add it to our um, list, your request, and you just never know when we might pick one when we go and make the uh, the monthly schedule. Sometimes we peruse that, and if something fits our fancy, we throw it on. Also wanted to remind everyone, we currently have a sale on annual memberships on Patreon. So if you're interested in signing up for an annual membership, it is currently 10% off for the entire annual membership now through December 31st. Um, hopefully we don't forget to turn that off and let it go halfway through January. But now through December 31st, 10% off annual memberships at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Necronomapod. I know sometimes people have trouble searching Necronomapod on the Patreon app. We don't always show up because I think we're listed as adult content. So if you're having trouble, just go to patreon.com slash Necronomapod. It should take you to our page, and then you can open up the um, Patreon app from there. Also, we have uh, BOGO on stickers on our website, Necronomapod.com. You can buy individual stickers or three packs, and whatever you purchase now through December 31st, buy one, get one free. You buy a sticker, you get one free. You buy three stickers, you get three stickers free now through the 31st, unless, again, we forget to turn it off. And with that, I know we're on our holiday break, but no Sunday is complete without a little bit of tomfoolery and killing. What better way to get ready for the holidays than to listen to your three favorite podcast hosts talk about some death? So we went way back in our Patreon archives I'm going to give everyone a little sample of the content we have on Patreon and discuss the Dayton Christmas killings. This took place between December 24th and December 26th, 1992. Six people were murdered in one of the deadliest and bloodiest killing sprees in Dayton, Ohio history. Folks, this is Ohio at its finest. So hopefully you enjoy it. Again, we didn't want to leave you empty handed. So we're... Dropping this today, and I think we're working on a greatest hits of Necronomapod, sort of a best of that will um, drop next week for New Year's to take you into 2024. And obviously, we will be back in January with brand new content. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas Eve to those of you that celebrate. Hope everyone has a uh, great New Year, and we'll see you in 2024. Bye.
bonus episode for all of the patrons. It's still the holiday season, right? I'm in a festive mood. I still have my Christmas tree up. This was supposed to be out last week, but uh, situations and uh, arose, and we're going to put this out the week of New Year's. Nothing wrong with that. Last week of December. It's still the holiday season. It's still uh, timely, I guess, for the Christmas killings. Uplifting story of uh, Christmas cheer <laughs> and goodwill. <laughs> this might be the most intense three pages of notes. <laughs> it, uh, it's a lot. I can't believe I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it's wild. Being right? like a what? Three hour away hometown not, hero. Not that far. Do you remember when this happened, Dave? Or not so I, much? I, I was trying to earlier because my grandma lived in Dayton and I feel like I might have been in town. Like when this happened. In Dayton? Yeah. Really? I don't remember though. Dayton's kind of a shithole. It's not a very nice place. <laughs> my grandparents lived not too far from where all this happened. I know exactly yeah. where all this happened. Yeah. I've been to the Nutter Center. At the arena down there. It's called the Nutter Center. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the <laughs> dorm room. Nope. I've never been to Dayton before. It's not great. I remember the uh, <laughs> the streets downtown are like all one-way streets. Like a lot of them, like now off the main one. Mm. But if I remember correctly, there was no like, like it wasn't every other street was the opposite way. They'd be like three streets in a row that would go east. And then the fourth one, you'd be like, oh, finally I could turn west. Mm. Am I misremembering that? I don't know. I'm trying I to think. I remember staying at a hotel in downtown Dayton uh, once years ago, and I just remember thinking it was the most ridiculously set up downtown for being not a huge major city. And I felt like I was like, they made this so much more complicated than they had to. I, I don't remember. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Well, I don't know. If you're from Dayton, I apologize, but whatever. <laughs> so I don't know. You guys had good Christmases? Good holiday season? Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain. I'm 50 now. That's not great. Hey, welcome. Uh, well, I was going to say welcome to the club. But I, <laughs> you're there. Yeah, I don't love it. Someday I'll get there maybe in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good birthday then? Yeah, it was fun. Got loaded. Hung out. Now we're talking. Yeah. What better way to turn 50? And what else is there to do? Blackout right? drunk. Drink some sake. Had some sake. Went to the hibachi. Nice. I didn't eat dinner, so no, I'm going to talk food. <laughs> starving. I like hibachi. It's fun. It wasn't that great, though. You didn't go where we went when we had our uh, cool down media lunch, though. No. Have you, have you guys had their hibachi there? You have. Which one? The Kentaro. No. No? No. They don't have the traditional hibachi kind of set up there. They just do it in the back, and you can order it if you want. There weren't tables on the other side? Uh -uh. I thought they were for some reason. No. Well, maybe it still tastes just as good. You just don't get the fun experience. Yeah. The liveliness of the joke telling and, you know, the little pee-pee squeaky pee -pee boy out. <laughs> the pee-pee boy. <laughs> He's so excited for the pee-pee boy. I have one of those upstairs, little pee-pee boy for my, uh, <laughs> for my griddle on the deck. <laughs> he means an instrument he used to cook with. He doesn't have a little boy upstairs with a pee-pee that he forces to squeeze out different things. So, all right. Well, good. Last, this is our last recorded show of uh, 2021. Quite a year. It's been something. Big year of growth for the show. We get a, a little bit of a break before uh, we get back at it in January after the Patreon episode drops on, on the, I think, the second. 
onward and upward as they say hey it's gonna be a fun january if you uh check out our cool down show coming out uh later this week and we got some good stuff coming up next month anyways ian let's jump into this the group of people we're going to be talking about were at the time between the ages of 16 and 20 years old and went by the nickname of the downtown posse the downtown posse consisted of Marvalis Keene, age 19, Heather Matthews, age 20, Demarcus Smith, age 19, and Laura Taylor, age 16. You think it's pronounced Marvalis, not Marvelous? Did I say Marvalis or did I say- said Marvalis? I thought maybe you got a pronunciation on it. I think it's Marvalis. Okay. I'm Marvelous is just Marvelous Keene. That's a cool name. It's a good boxer name, right? Yeah. yeah. Marvelous Keene. I actually, in my head, read it as Marvelous, but I like Marvalis better, Marvelous. actually. Right. I like that name. I'm going to name my son that one day. All right. <laughs> Marvalis, <laughs> They spent most of their time hanging out in the downtown area of Dayton, Ohio, committing petty crime like shoplifting, nothing crazy until Christmas Eve of 1992. In the early hours of December 24th, 1992, Laura Taylor, who would be the ringleader of all this shit, came up with a plan to rob 34-year-old Joseph Wilkerson. Laura was dating Marvalis Keene and told him that the plan would be that she would call Joseph Wilkerson, tell him that she was down to have sex with him, and that if he paid money, she could get one of her girlfriends to join. Then, once they got to Joseph's house, they would rob him. And the friend that they brought into this plan was Heather Matthews. The direct quote from Laura Taylor that they attribute is, let's get some drama in our lives. <laughs> it's a lot of drama. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one way to go about it. So Laura convincing Marvalis to do this, Eve convincing Adam. Would there even be evil in this world if it wasn't for women? <laughs> Seems unlikely. I don't know. <laughs> Guys are too dumb to be that evil. It's always those conniving women who want that hashtag drama. And they, they get us in trouble. Are the ones Adam's like, bitch, I gave you a rib. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> right? I mean that Bible battle taught me that. The wolf <laughs> Eve came from the rib, that's correct. That's why she's not a man. She's a woe man. <laughs> I'm just saying that it, it seems they they tend to instigate trouble. <laughs> I feel like the statements you're making could potentially be problematic for a large segment of the audience. <laughs> We're going to need a disclaimer at the end of this show. There's guys in their car right now listening with their girlfriends like, oh, he's so right. But they're like, oh, God, he's despicable. <laughs> what an awful thing for him to say. <laughs> So with Marvalis Keene being the muscle, they rushed Joseph Wilkerson and tied him up to his bed frame using extension cords. The three of them went through Joseph's house looking for valuables and ended up finding a 32 caliber Derringer. Then for whatever reason, Marvalis Keene went back into the bedroom and shot Joseph once in the chest. Then Lord decided to go even further and pulled out a 25 caliber gun that the group came with and shot Joseph at point blank range in the side of his head. These are sick people. Like now they're just doing this for fun. Like, oh, this is cool. Let's just keep going back. It seems like it. And I, I feel like, well, people, Laura Taylor is a kid. She's 16, 16, the escalation out of nowhere. 
yeah, I feel like they really enjoyed this. And they're like, oh, we got to do some more of this. But from like petty crime to straight up intense, cold-blooded murder like this, that's wild. Everyone's got to start somewhere, I guess. Did you, what was the connection with Joseph Wilkerson? Like, it sounded like there was just someone that they knew from their neighborhood or, you know, just in the community. That's wild. They all should have been at midnight mass that night. Not out thieving and killing. <laughs> I agree. The guys would have been, had they not been convinced otherwise. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the three of them stole what they could. Then they hopped in Joseph's car and went to pick up Heather's boyfriend. Hey, they listed the haul I saw in the story that they got from this guy, the bounty from this murder, um, a microwave, an old TV, a phone, which in 92 was probably, you know, like a, a desktop phone or whatever. Well, it a, certainly wasn't a cell phone. Right. A curling iron and a blow dryer. So huge haul that they got out of this guy's house. You know, probably 50 bucks mm-hmm. at the pawn shop. For his life. Yeah. So they picked up Heather's boyfriend, Demarcus Smith. And from there, they drove around in search of another victim until they found 18-year-old Danita Gallette talking on a payphone. Danita was a senior in high school and a single mother to a two-year-old daughter. Danita had no connection to anyone in this group. The only reason that she was singled out was to rob her of the feel of shoes that she was wearing. While talking on the phone, Danita was shot five times by Marvalis with the 25 caliber gun. And after she died, the group stole her shoes, coat, and her backpack that had 50 cents in it. Like she was in a literal phone booth, one of those old glass phone booths. Yeah, she could had nowhere, to, nowhere go. to go. Yeah. Unlike a photo mat, which Dave clearly made up. I do know phone <laughs> I do know phone booths did exist back in the day. I have never actually used one. I've used a pay phone, but I've never had to use a fo- a phone booth. Neither have I. I've never had to get into a booth. Mm. You didn't go Google a photo mat to see what it looked like. You weren't even remotely curious. No, I really did not. Mm. I didn't either, to be honest. Jerks. I was interested. I think I, 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 mean, I was interested. Probably says no images found. <laughs> try something real, fucker. That's what Google said. People corrected me too. Or, oh, it's, it's called a photo hut or something. Okay, so maybe they had photo huts or whatever by you, but it was still called photo yeah. mat, the big chain. There's, there's Pizza Huts. There's also Little Caesars. Yeah, like there's there's right. multiple things. <laughs> no, fucker. It's not Domino's. It's Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> Did you ever get claustrophobic in a phone booth? Like, I couldn't do that. Like, I feel like I'd be like, what if you can't open that door? Yeah, that's not something I would like. Uh-uh. Did you, should you, you ever really used one in your day? Yeah, I'm sure I did. Just keep the door maybe propped? Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't want Put to your be foot closed there, in at there. Least, yeah. yeah. All right. Especially since, uh, you know, like in the Matrix, they could just drive right through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like Dumb and Dumber when they could punch you right through it. <laughs> More relevant and good movie. Oh, is that right? Reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Did you watch a new one? I have not. Dave, the listeners have been clamoring to know what you thought of it. Have they? No, but <laughs> <laughs> literally I have, I have seen nothing. <laughs> You were supposed to have a day where you watched all three of the uh, the first ones, and then you were going to watch the fourth. Got wrapped up in the uh, holiday stuff. I have not had a chance. Got too drunk for his birthday. Turning 50 hit him hard. That's partly correct. 
Have you seen it? No. Okay. I've been watching wrestling lately. Well, good for you. That's now you're doing something <laughs> good with your life. Better than fucking reading about aliens and watching stupid Keanu Reeves movies. Now you're doing something oh, productive. Boy. I I tell you what I did watch the other day is that movie Titan, that French movie. No, it's Titanic. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> it's not titan it's called titan and it is fucking wild french horror movie mm, not exactly thriller french thriller it's different i think i like thrillers it's a little out horror there movies yeah more of a mind fuck yeah well, it's a mind fuck it's wild where, what's it can we find it I don't somewhere know. you can find it somewhere you can rent it he's now. not gonna tell you where you can find it <laughs> All right. What's it called again? Titane. T-I-T-A-N-E. See, there'll be more of this next Pretty month on the uh, Necro Night at the Movies at the $10 tier. Oh, yeah. Titane. All right. So that's Dave's recommendation for the week. I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying. Oh. If you want to watch something <laughs> wild, check this movie out. Okay. It's fucking wild. His recommendation is Matrix 4. Just don't <laughs> tell him about it. So after they shot and killed Danita... From there, the plan was to go back to Joseph's house and kind of use it as a base to regroup and continue this murder spree that they were just all of a sudden on. Like, it's fucking crazy to, to go from it is like no violent crime known in your life to even um, Marvalis. From what I was reading is that he was a pretty normal kid, you know, grew up. Uh, didn't have any problems or something or anything like that. His brother was killed. Yeah, I saw that too. And he kind of changed. You know, it seemed to start you know, stop caring about school like a complete one eighty. But still, nothing would like, suggest this kind of behavior, right? When I was going to ask this earlier, when but I figured I'd bring it up to the end or wait till the end. But since we're talking about it now, was. Was there any reason ever explored as to why, like he decided he found that, that gun and was like, Oh, I'm going to go shoot Lokerson. Like, were they even on like on drugs or anything that night? Was it just a matter of, Oh, we're committing crimes. So I'm just going to shoot him. Or was it out of fear that, Oh, now there's a witness. I want to kill him. Like any, like just because that's what escalated this to go from, you know, as far as they did all because he decided he found that gun and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill this guy. I mean, I know Joseph Wilkerson would have known, you know, he would have been able to say who. Right. And well, and I think giving getting to what we're going to discuss in a bit, that makes sense. I just didn't know if anything was actually ever talked about or if he ever admitted to anything. It seems like Laura was the ringleader in pushing on this. Yeah, this was mostly her idea. But what, what I'm saying is like he found the what was it? The 32 caliber in the in the bedroom and then just walked up and shot Joseph. Uh, Yeah. What was his name? Joseph Wilkerson. Do you think she was pushing him to do it? Or did he just find this gun and was like, I'm going to kill this guy now? The way that the the trials went and stuff from news articles, she was the one mm-hmm. instructing all of this. Everything. Yeah. Don't forget, Mike. It's the bitches that'll get you. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you guys, Since you're already going full misogyny on You guys were looking at me before like I was talking out my ass when I was trying to blame the chicks for all the world's problems. But... Uh, <laughs> while on their way back to joseph's house um they spotted heather's ex-boyfriend jeffrey wright from the car demarcus shot jeffrey wright four times in the legs but jeffrey was able to get away and into a neighbor's house just strafing people from the car 
dad is porn. Like, oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. Why don't you shoot him? <laughs> if you really love me, you'd shoot him. Yeah, right. If you want this pussy tonight, shoot that <laughs> motherfucker. Real Housewives of Dayton. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the show. I'd watch the show. After spending the night in Joseph's house on Christmas Day, 1992, Laura Taylor got a hold of her ex-boyfriend, 19-year-old Richmond Maddox, and talked him into leaving his house with her. All while the rest of the group was falling behind in Joseph's car. Eventually, Maddox put two and two together and realized that he was being followed, at which point he floored it. And as he's speeding away, asking Laura, like, what the fuck is going on? She put the 32 to the side of his head and fired. Laura bailed from the car before it crashed. That's like a fucking action movie (laughs) type shit. This is a 16 year old girl that just decided to do this. Shooting someone in the head while they're driving the car you're in. And it's great. Like we're making jokes about this. Probably I shouldn't be, but like these are people getting murdered, just brutally murdered. Oh, you realize randomly, randomly. Well, I mean, it was funny when she was still like the ringleader of it, but now people are getting killed. Now it's serious. Still her fault. Um, I'm just trying to put myself in the car and the person floors it and they shoot him in the head while they're driving. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think a lot of this was well thought out, Dave. <laughs> like, I just, I wonder how fast he was really going. Right. You know, but still, even like at 25, 30 miles an hour, and she just like fucking what rolls off the street. Like, right. That's nuts. Like, I for real picture like an action movie. Like, she's just rolling down the street. Like she wraps the seatbelt around her wrist a couple times to hold herself. Yeah, I, I don't think she's flying out the window. I don't think she was putting that much The following day, Laura Taylor walked into the shortstop mini market to do a quick casing of the layout. About five minutes later, single mother of three, Sarah Abraham, was working behind the counter when Marvalis Keene walked in and shot Sarah twice in the head with a twenty-five. Jones Pettis, who was also shopping, was shot in the hand and stomach and survived. Sarah Abraham survived in the ICU, but died five days later. After grabbing the money from the register, the group got away with $44. Wow, what a huge amount to kill people over. They've killed, what, four people now and got the appliances, Dave said, 44 bucks and a pair of filas? I don't think it was about any monetary gain at this point at this day a feeling for killing people and they're loving it i read that jones pettis guy had given laura five cents like a couple minutes earlier because she didn't have money enough money for whatever she was buying and shot him (laughs) i don't understand how it goes zero to a hundred like that like this is more confusing than any serial killer we've talked about with nature versus nurture this isn't yeah how do you make sense of this yeah I wonder what the FBI, like what, how, the, how do they look at people like this? Like the profiles they build on these types of people. I mean, I guess everyone who's capable of this has a starting point and some people start slow and build up and some people start and they're like, this is fantastic and just take to it. Let's go. I don't know. At that point, the group started stealing cars and switching out the license plates on those cars to throw off police. While they were driving around, they got it in their heads that other members of their of the downtown posse who weren't with them would be able to turn them in if witnesses came forward and gave a description. 
it's not clear who first brought up the idea. I'm assuming that it was Laura, (laughs) (laughs) but they picked up Wendy Cottrell, age 16, and Marvin Washington, age 18. They drove to a convenience store, bought some beer, and got back on the road. After driving for a while, Marvellus Keene said that he needed to go to the bathroom, so they pulled off into a gravel yard. At gunpoint, Demarcus Smith and Morvalis ordered Wendy and Marvin out of the car, led them behind a large pile of gravel, and shot both of them in the head execution style. I also read they stole Wendy's shoes, too, when they were done. Laura ordered it. (laughs) (laughs) Almost immediately after killing Wendy and Marvin, they stole a Dodge Shadow at gunpoint. The owner of the vehicle was putting air in her tires at a gas station when the group carjacked her. Shots were fired, but the woman was able to get away and, most importantly, report the incident. Police Sergeant John Huber and Homicide Detective Doyle Burke were working on these cases. And as you can imagine, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we just keep getting carjackings and murders. Huber. Well, and they hadn't found a lot of the bodies at this point, like those, you know, behind the gravel pits and they and Wilkerson, like they didn't even know that at this point. It was a couple of days after they were arrested right. to right. find uh, the bodies behind the gravel pit. Huber and Burke spoke with the family and friends of Richard Maddox. He didn't have many people that didn't like him, but he didn't have a lot of friends either. But his family told them about a girlfriend named Laura Taylor. Huber and Burke followed that lead and found that Laura Taylor was missing and her family had no idea where she was. See, they knew that fucking bitch. Laura Taylor. It's crazy. I knew you guys would come around. It's the women, man. (laughs) Would wars even exist if it wasn't for women? Just something to ponder. I'm not looking for an answer. Three words. Helen of Troy. Boom. Boom. They got a break in the case when Huber spotted the Black Dodge Shadow. He ran a check on the license plates, and they didn't match. Then he noticed that the plates were switched with the vehicle that was parked in front of it. That car was registered to Joseph Wilkerson. Huber and Burke sent police to Joseph's home while they watched the Dodge Shadow. At Joseph's house, police were immediately hit with the smell of death, and inside they found his body. Back at the Dodge Shadow, Huber and Burke watched and then confronted three people that were about to take off in the car. One escaped, but police took the other two, Marvalis Keene and Laura Taylor. They also found the 25 and the 32 in the Dodge Shadow. And a little while later, police arrested Demarcus Smith and Heather Matthews, all without incident. Everybody just gave up peacefully. They said later that Taylor told Keen to shoot the cop as he was approaching the car, but he didn't. Really? Could have turned out differently. That's so wild. Just making him do all the dirty work. It is odd. Well, I guess she did. She shot the dude in the car. Yeah. But she's guy, also the, the guy in the head. That's what I'm. Yeah, I'm right. It is odd that you, you do all that. You're like hardcore committed, and then you just surrender peacefully to the cops. Like, why? Oh, uh, it was fun while it lasted. Hmm. Well, know that this is a different story. Yeah, it's very strange. Again, if these people would have been at midnight mass, like they should have been worshiping and celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they would not have been out committing these heinous acts. 
That's all I got to say on that. I grew up going to church. I've never killed anyone. <laughs> so Dave's statement holds true with me. Point proven. And I was reading some stuff um, from the book, Christmas Killings, 40 Hours to Justice. I couldn't find it, yeah. uh, like a digital version. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was reading an interview with the author and through interviewing the police for that book, they were talking about Laura Taylor's just like her demeanor, like the no emotion at all. Yeah, like those cops, after all they seen, they said like she was the hardest suspect they've ever. She just stone cold. Yeah, wouldn't talk. They said she didn't even asked to go to the bathroom. She just peed in her chair while she sat in the interrogation room. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's odd. Just peed all over herself. You really showed them. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> covered in piss. <laughs> I was the cop would be like, what the fuck are you doing? All right, well, let's keep talking. You're going to sit in your urine. Yeah, there's some interesting interviews out there with the police. The trials were held in the summer of 1993. Heather Matthews agreed to a deal while DeMarcus Smith pled guilty the morning of his trial. Both Laura Taylor and Marvallis Keene went to trial and they were both found guilty. Taylor, Smith, and Matthews were all sentenced to life in prison and Marvallis Keene was sentenced to death and was executed on July 21st, 2009. His last words, the bitch made me do it. his last words were actually quote i have no words end quote i pulled the last meal though you want to see it oh yeah want to hear it porterhouse steak with a1 sauce all right look someone didn't know how to cook the porterhouse if you need a1 on it just my opinion here's the thing uh side note on that too Uh, i love a1 sauce in general not typically with steak but like on a burger big fan yeah big fan it's good on a burger a1 sauce is delicious obviously i mean if it's a great steak you don't really need sauce or just a little bit though like if you have to smother your steak in a1 to drown out the taste of the steak it's bad it's not a good steak i agree and you shouldn't really need it at all i mean maybe a little bit for the kick i guess but anyways i didn't mean to interrupt i just wanted to go on record and say i'm a big fan of a1 and i continue a pound of jumbo fried shrimp with cocktail sauce french fries and onion rings with ketchup dinner rolls and butter two plums a mango, a pound of seedless white grapes, German chocolate cake. That's what I have for my birthday. I love it. Yeah. It's the favorite cake. Two bottles of Pepsi and two bottles of A&W cream soda. This guy did it right. That's if yeah. you're going to go. That's it. That's a lot of fruit. Pound of grapes. Two plums. Um, what did you say? A, a mango? Was there a- two plums and a mango and a yeah. pound of grapes? Two bottles of Pepsi and two bottles of A&W cream soda. I do love cream soda, too. Big fan. I like cream soda. It's an okay meal. But, I mean, like the amount he got is good. Like, get all that shit. Onion rings, french fries, all right. Porterhouse steak. None of that would be on my final I would have went with a ribeye, but. Obviously. All right, well, he did him. And then Laura Taylor has a parole hearing tomorrow on December 29th. How about that? Which very well, the day this episode drops. Yeah. That's interesting. She has a patrol, yeah. a, a patrol hearing. A par- one of those patrol hearings. <laughs> <laughs> she has a parole hearing. So we'll probably drop it. We're recording this on the 28th. She'll, we'll probably drop yeah. this on the 29th. She looks like just a normal everyday. I don't know. 
person. She's, you know, in her 40s. She doesn't look 40. She looks much younger. Just a normal, everyday person. Her accomplice, Heather Matthews, looks like a trailer trash meth head. <laughs> exactly what I would expect, but Laura Taylor looks delightful. So, yeah, it's hard to connect those two. That's wild. The ringleader of all this could be the only one that's free. I don't think that's going to happen, but no. I don't know. You have she that much faith, Dave? I don't know. She was 16. Sirhan Sirhan was approved for parole not too long ago. That's true. We'll see. I don't think she's getting out, though. I think it's rather unlikely. I don't know what to make of this story. Ian, have we discussed anything ever like this? Not that I can think of. I mean, we had um, the Texas Tower shooter on the list for voting at one point. I mean, that guy's a spree killer, but there's a lot of issues with with him leading up to... Starkweather? Is that the guy's name? I can't remember what his name was off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, it's Tony Stark. He's on. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Portrayed Mark. by Robert Downey. Thank you. Thank you for that update. Um, but there was a lot of warning signs with that guy leading up to it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. This one is more confusing than. Yeah. I. They just got a taste of killing. I don't know. Or did Laura Taylor get a taste of killing and then was just strong arming everyone else? I don't know. It's hard to get into the psyche here. I don't know. Just Google her picture now. She just, it's hard to, it's hard to, hard to believe. Did Heather Matthews kill anyone? No. Just the other three. Then you run into whole questions about, I don't know, should you be locking 16 year olds up for the rest of their lives? I don't know. In this case, maybe so. Oh, I'm definitely not against it in general. Yeah. Case by case, obviously, but. I don't know when you're the ringleader like this to hold a gun point blank next to someone's head and pull the trigger is, uh, yeah. I don't know. And in my do, opinion, I don't think you come, you're not going to come back from and, that. And then to also do it to someone who's already dead. No, he wasn't dead yet. No, the first guy, he was alive still. He was alive. I thought the, uh, the, uh, Marvellus killed him and then she went in and shot him in the head. No, he was still, he shot him in the chest, but Joseph Walker finished him off. Yeah, he was still alive. Did we say, I don't think we said that, that he was still alive when she did it. I just assumed he was dead and they went back and just started shooting up the body. Mm. No, if we did, I missed it. Apologies. Yeah, he survived. That's why it's like you didn't have to shoot him to begin with. And instead of leaving or calling for help or doing something to go back in and just execution style finish him off is. Well, that and then the guy in the car. Right? That was at Point Blank Range. Oh, yeah. Well, and then he just threw some clothes over Wilkerson and partied in his house for three days and trashed the place, which is, a, you know, a whole nother level. Yeah, they were like drinking beer and yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah, I'm not too upset about her, you know, going away for a long time. Yeah, I don't know how you let someone like that back out. I don't think you can. Yeah. Probably also a good thing we're not the parole board, too. Be sitting there drinking beers like, oh, I tell us your story. <laughs> We started off, I'm Mike, I'm Ian, I'm Dave, <laughs> and now it's your turn. Tell us the story. I feel like, you're kind of cute, but that Heather. I think yeah. Dave has a little bit of a crush on Laura Taylor. Parole here. denied. Dave's got a little crush here on this girl. She's kind of cute. I don't know. <laughs> hey, breaking news. Uh, former Democratic Senator Harry Reid has died at the age of 82. Oh, okay. Major player in some of the UFO stories, Harry yeah. Reid. 
literally just came up on Politico as we're uh, speaking here. And John Madden, all in one day. Yeah. Look at that. I don't know. She's, <laughs> she's kind of cute, this girl. <laughs> I'm going to go down to Zayden and visit her. Absurd. It is ridiculous. I did not think this conversation. He's going to be like one of those people that like one of those, those women that fall in love with a serial killer in prison. They end up getting married. It's going to be Dave now with uh, Laura Taylor. <laughs> Good grief. All right. I don't know. Final thoughts. Dave, keep them clean. Ian, what do you got? Anything? Why do I gotta keep pointing? We're over here jerking off to Laura Taylor. Uh, I don't know. It's confusing. I don't think she needs to be paroled. Probably not. No. The other two don't either. Demarcus Smith or Heather. Has there been any word that's come out about like what she has done to be rehabilitated? Is she? doing anything to help her case or not so much i'm sure she found jesus mike we don't like everyone else in prison we We even jeffrey dahmer found jesus and he's in heaven at the right hand of our father right now yeah maybe so eating people that television preacher said so oh no that was for ted bundy the tv preacher got a hold of wow, ted bundy spoiler uh, alert ted bundy's dad thanks waiting for that <laughs> fucking episode they blamed it all on pornography obviously uh so dave what do you think keep her in prison i think so yeah she doesn't need to be out and about it's probably a smart move i might go down and visit her though maybe i'll write her a letter <laughs> first live Three show pen pals. first live show in dayton <laughs> first live show and go to dayton have her as a guest <laughs> like Laura. Hey, yo. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about it all is that it's of, of all the, uh, well, I was going to say impersonation. Dave doesn't do impersonations. We have a lot of friends of the show that show up, but Scott Hall's the easiest one. Not for me. It's not. It's hard. Just really deep and slow. I can't do it. Hey, yo. Like, like that kind of. <clears throat> I'm not a. I'm not a vo- vocal well, I'm, I'm not good at it. Well, that's okay. Makes it funnier. Maybe we'll just get on the uh, soundboard. Oh, we could do that. You'd have fun with that. Like Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prison. We can do Necronomapod live at Dayton Correctional Institute, <laughs> wherever she's at these days. We'll tell their stories yeah. live to them. Yeah, as told by them. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. I'm gonna write her a letter and see if she's open to that. This is really not where I expected this episode to go. For three bougie-ass suburban dudes to go. Look how cute, look how cute she is. I mean, I'm sorry. How cute I, she is. Yeah, no, thank you. Within a week, she'd have Dave out there killing people. It's terrible. Don't you just want to go to Mexico or something, Laura? We don't have to, really go, we don't have to go kill people. Oh, my gosh. Um... All right. Any, any other final <laughs> thoughts on this one, or to close out the year? This was this is it for us. Next time we are live on uh, recording, it will be uh, live on recording. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know what that even means, Mike. Next time we're recording, I guess is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I'm all befuddled and confused now by Dave's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be the first ones that are going to end up dead. The Necronomapod with Dave and Laura Taylor. <laughs> She'd be like, you don't need those two assholes. Why don't you let me shoot those two in the head? 
while they're driving the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is so fucking wild. I can't imagine shooting someone in the head while they're driving me. Like maybe when they get to a red light or something. <laughs> yeah. Not while we're moving. Probably not well thought out. No? Uh-uh. Well executed. All right. Anything else? No, I'm good. Good? good no. Happy holiday season. Uh, yeah. Christmas killings. Yeah. I guess we ended on such a high note. All right. Yeah. Thank you all so much. We'll, uh, we'll check you guys out uh, next month. Bye.